Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Broncos country the worst two days in the NFL throughout the season Todd yeah this is this is where uh, the rubber meets the road you know people lose their jobs this is probably one of the worst days in football for sure hands down yeah yeah and especially I mean today it's the players day off and 30 of them have to come in to find out that they're losing their job. What an awful day off. Mm-hmm. Only yeah. Zach could start the show by yelling, a bummer day with a big <laughs> smile on his face. <laughs> well, we also are one day closer to the regular season. Yeah, so I think it's better this nice. way, though, being at home and having to come in. It's better than, like, hanging out in the locker room, mm-hmm. maybe playing some cards with your friends, and then just somebody comes and taps you on your shoulder, yeah. and now everybody looks up at you because everybody knows what's going on. It's just... I think it's better to like be called in one on one and not have to like face the entire rock locker room knowing that you're about to get cut. Man, that walk would be just brutal. But everyone, like you said, everyone knowing and everyone feeling bad for you, yeah. and like you already feel bad enough, and that that pity just must be even more uncomfortable. Yeah, it's super uncomfortable. And then there's like a line once you get there, so like you know uh. you're about to get cut, and you got to watch four guys in front of you, and you're just sitting there like, what the heck am I gonna yeah. do next? Yeah. Like. It's a it's a it's a tough day for sure. And the thing is, you can't just leave because you want to keep the relationship <laughs> as good as possible to potentially be brought back on the practice squad the exactly. next day. You wish you could just say f them, man. I, they not, I know they're about to cut me. I'm out. I'm out. Did you only have that experience once? Uh, well, twice because when I was at New Orleans, I technically got cut to make the practice squad to start the season. Right. Um. So I definitely had to have that conversation then, and then you know. My exit from the Broncos was right. another one. Right. So um, two tough ones, two tough conversations, but it's all good, man. Everything yep. worked out. Yeah. Did yep. they tell you in New Orleans that you that they wanted you on the practice squad? Yeah, they told okay. me that like we're gonna cut you um, and bring you back on the practice squad because I think I was like, they said there was like one other player that they had to bring on, or else I would have made the team. Right. So they were just like, we're gonna cut you, but we're definitely bringing you back. So I didn't like. It was one of those same situations where I kind of kept my schedule. 
Because the next day I was on practice squad. Do you think they told that to other people? Yeah. Like, yeah, you yeah. were the next guy off. Like, you were, <laughs> right. you were 54. Like, it stinks, oh. but 54. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think they tell a lot of guys the same thing overall. Like, I mean, even my time in um, Minnesota, like, I'm having a lot of conversations with the GMs afterwards. We love you. We're going to bring you back. Like, we know that you can be an asset to this team. And then come, you know, free agent time, I don't get a call. So I'm sure they, you know, I guess pump smoke in a lot of guys ears and say a lot of nice things to guys but luckily for me uh, with the saints they i think that one was true (laughs) (laughs) man and just that's the brutal nature of the nfl not just guys getting cut uh and not just this time but just all the lies that that are being told and it's not just from the teams you know agents do Mm -hmm. it too like we have so many other offers and i mean i guess that's not just the nfl and sports that's probably just business in Mm -hmm. general but when you're dealing with when someone's not only with someone's livelihood, but when you're doing it in such a public uh, fashion, it's just even worse. I mean, yesterday the Broncos moved on from five guys, which we'll talk about in a second. And uh, it's, it's just, you know, players names out there, but in reality it's, you know, those people's livelihood Mm and, um, and a fan favorite yesterday mm-hmm. with the Broncos moving on from Kendall Hinton. That was the, the biggest news that we saw yesterday. Did that surprise either of you? Yeah, not really. I know that he was having a tough kind of go of it um, in the preseason game. So I know we had talked about it. We kind of expected it. Um, I know it sucks because I feel like he really tried to work hard and do his best. But, you know, I think he got in a little bit of a slump. So hopefully he can get it figured out. And I think it's never too late. Um, to figure out and get brought back. I've seen a lot of guys do it. I've seen a lot of guys bounce back and even have better seasons, careers, whatever it may be. So, um, yeah, I wish him the best, and I hope that he figures everything out. Definitely. I mean, and he's, like, this. he's used to this. Like, this is not his first time. This is the fourth time he's gotten cut right before cut-down day. And the first three, he, they just brought him back to the practice squad. And I'd imagine it's the same thing. It doesn't mean you don't feel bad for him, but it did feel like this was kind of the – the, the same path again this year. Now, my only question with that, though, because a lot of people said the exact same thing, like, oh, he'll be back on the practice squad, mm-hmm. and, I, and I hope he is, but wouldn't you kind of cut those type of guys, the practice squad guys, tomorrow right before the cut-down day, or should I not be reading into that, that he was one of the fi- first five guys cut two days before they even had to make the moves? Typically, I mean, you look at the other list of guys that they cut – those four probably aren't going to be back on the practice squad. Yeah, I would say that they would cut the guys that you kind of know aren't going to make the team, Yeah, the ones that you really don't have to think about or deliberate over. So I would say maybe this time they don't bring him back or aren't preparing to bring him back, right. you know, tomorrow or the next day, but uh, maybe sometime down the line. But I think right now I don't think he's a lock to make the practice squad. Yeah. That's probably fair. I mean, what the so the path for that is probably, you know, you probably keep like Callaway and little Jordan Humphrey on the roster maybe Montrell makes the practice squad. Maybe one of those two guys gets cut and goes to the practice squad. Um, I guess Montrell is probably the name that stands out or Taylor Grimes. Yeah. We haven't talked about much, but yeah. I guess that's possible. And it could be, it could be that they're giving him a chance to go find another team. Obviously anybody can claim him off of waivers, but you stand out a little bit more if you get cut yesterday versus when a thousand people are getting cut tomorrow man we just talked about how the nfl is a brutal league and you think the broncos might be being nice to kendall (laughs) i mean it's possible maybe maybe uh some more bad news and good news bad news we found out this morning that kwan williams is going to be out roughly half the season as he undergoes ankle surgery he wanted to avoid that so he didn't get that until today he's been out what the past two weeks with Mm -hmm. this injury uh decided to get surgery today day he's going to be out six to eight weeks 
There's some speculation out there of the Broncos putting him on short-term IR, which means he has to make the 53-man roster, and then you put him on IR, and he's out a month. Mm-hmm. Or just putting him on IR today, which means you don't have to f- save a roster spot for him on the 53. But it means he's out the entire season. To me, I don't know why there's speculation around this. If his recovery is six to eight weeks, which seems to be the time frame, and he's a starter on your team, yep. he's not going to IR right now and having his season be over. No, I don't think they'll do that to him. I mean, he's done so much for the team as far as we talk about a guy that's really versatile. He most, might be one of the more versatile guys on defense yeah. and really can play a lot of positions for him for them. So um, I think they'll do you know the one-month um, yeah. IR deal. I don't, I don't think they'll waste any more time than that. Because he is an important member of the team. Yeah, and uh, that's good news for Sang Bassey. Like, it, typically, it, injuries are just bad news, but good news for Sang Bassey. He is a lock to make this roster now. And not a bad thing to say because he's a guy, three games, three interceptions in the preseason. Yeah, I mean, he was playing really good football last season. I think he he came back for the last month or so, maybe month and a half. He was with the Chargers for a little bit and played easily the best football of his career, made a couple good plays, so it's been a trend for a while now, and I really think that he's ready to to be a, a real contributor, which is going to be a lot of fun, um, especially right now because he is in the starting lineup. You know, sometimes you think, could they just take a boundary guy and put him into the slot, be look through? It's like Riley Moss hasn't practiced all that much. Yeah. Um, Jaquan McMillan is kind of slowed down. He has some slot versatility, but he's saying he's your slot corner to start the season now. And yeah. He's a baller. He's been, yeah, he's, he's a baller. been balling, man. I'm excited to see him go out there and really play, man. He's one of those guys, like I said, when you're making plays, you can't take him off the field. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how well he does. I know K1 is a lock at starter, but if Bassey starts having a bigger game, I don't, I don't think <laughs> yeah. you take him out. No, you can't. So no. let's see what happens, man. And here's yeah. the thing about it. Saying, too, is he's allowed to take a few more risks being in that nickel. You're probably not going to give up as many big plays being in that spot. Yep. And then you also have Justin Simmons over top and Pat Sertan on one side of you. So he can take some, some risks. And he actually hasn't taken many risks at all for those three interceptions. But he can, he can roll the dice a little bit more, which just is going to allow for more opportunity for him. And do you think it's something with number 21? Hey, that's a lucky number. <laughs> I was I was 21 in high school, man. Oh. Making plays is a great number. Yeah. 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 Any interceptions in that number? Uh, No. I yeah. switched numbers yeah. when I started getting <laughs> interceptions. I was playing a little bit of running back at 21. You know? Oh, okay. oh a yeah. That's a, that's a good running back. Zeke? Yeah. Wasn't he 21? I think I might have been a little bit better than Zeke. There but, we go. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's look at this Broncos roster. And before we do, got a couple of questions. Who's going to be the biggest surprise cut for the Broncos? Or is there going to be a surprise cut? Hmm. Typically, you look at veterans. Typically, you look at guys that are making a, a decent amount of money. Are there going to be any cuts? I mean, nothing crazy. Like, to me... Like Alex Palshevsky. Just because, oh my God. But I think I think just because break. we talked about it so much, I think he's the only one. Like, who else would it be? Like Nate Adkins. But I think that's less of a surprise. Yeah. So in the answer I to think that you're is surprised. No like Isaiah surprise. Prince. You're, you're surprised by Palchevsky. I don't know if anybody uh, else. Exactly. People were buying the hype there. I had everybody convinced for a couple days. Had him reeling them in. He's had a rough day on Saturday. I mean, to me, like the big names that you would be talking about. Kareem Jackson, mm-hmm. we've talked about him. I think that at the beginning of training camp, I really think he was on the bubble. Hmm. Now, it just does not. They they haven't shown any inkling that he's on the bubble. So, no, I don't think it's yeah. him. Especially yep. with K-Wan gone. 
Right. Like, there's just no way to justify it. Exactly. A veteran back there that you trust. Um, Just in terms of money, Josie Jewell, the Broncos could save five or six million dollars if they cut him. There's been zero sign of that happening unless they're just blown away by Drew Sanders and need him to be Mm -hmm. a starter. Again, don't think that's going to happen. And then just the other name in terms of money, Garrett Bowles. But you're probably not moving on from him. No. If you do, I think it's a $4 million cap hit this year, or $4 million dead cap this year, $4 million dead next year. But I don't see that happening either. So in years past, there have been some surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, you were one of them, unfortunately, yeah. Todd. This time, what? Three years ago? Yep, I think so. But this year, it just doesn't add up. No. That's well, why you can laugh when I say Palshevsky. He's going to be the he's gonna be the best player they cut. <laughs> we will laugh. Yeah, not not at him, but uh, but at you. He'll not make the practice him, yeah. squad, though, yeah. uh, if they do that. Unless he doesn't get through. <laughs> That's true. There isn't a lot of offensive line depth in the league. Uh, it's very true. It's very true. And that would be a reason to save him. Like, would the Browns really pass – or the Bears really pass up on that? Like, I don't know who's on their offensive – like, who the backups are. Right. But they're terrible. Like, they need talent everywhere. Like, the Cardinals, they'd have to take a flyer. So, I don't know. Cardinals made, like, three trades yesterday, which is wild. So, that leads me to my next question. Mm -hmm. Any trades that you could see the Broncos doing by shipping someone out, maybe at a position of depth? I don't know where we really have depth. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to look around the room. uh, You know, we had it at wide receiver. I think that's kind of gone. Um, you know, we had it in our DB room, but now K1 going down, that's not as much depth. Yeah. Um, you know, our linebackers, we do have, you know, one guy that could play. I don't know if he's, I don't think he's ready to be a starter yet. I think right. Drew needs some more time. Um, D line, we have a solid front, but I wouldn't say that there's a lot of guys that can play, uh, behind them. It's tough. I don't really see a lot of depth. The only place I could see tight end yep. potentially, yep. Yep. Albert O just yep. had a big day or, if Sean Payton doesn't truly believe in Greg Dulcich, maybe you think you can flip him for the value that you got last year. I mean, that's really, I mean, Todd, you, you went through it. There's no other positions really. Tight end with Albert O emerging. Mm-hmm. We talk about how you really have three easy spots to fill the roster, but now you got four guys that you want to fit on there. You can easily carry four tight ends, but if you wanted to move one of them, it doesn't hurt your depth there. You're not trading Chris Manhurts. I no. can Adam Troutman is not leaving Sean Payton's side right now. So it's between Albert O and Greg Dulcich. You could probably get more for Dulcich just because he he's younger uh, and was a third round pick last year. But do you think that one of those guys could be dealt? Yeah, I think potentially that would be the only room that I can see. Um, and Albert O made such a big case for him uh, being able to be on this roster by the, by the end of tomorrow. So that potentially could happen. Uh, we would have to go out and maybe get another wide receiver to add some depth. That's what I would trade him for. Um, I wouldn't necessarily mm. trade him for picks right now but because I think we need depth at the yeah. wide receiver position. So there's another wide receiver out there kind of on the bubble. Um, we can maybe get a good player, somebody to come in and play yeah. the slot for us really well. Why not? Yeah, I think Alberto is the one that I look at. Um, defensive line is another where I think there is real depth. But, like, Zach Allen, you're obviously not trading. DJ right. Jones, you're not trading. Jonathan Harris has had a great camp, but nobody's nobody's trading for him because he's had a great camp. <laughs> right, like, he's right, valuable right. to you, not mm-hmm. anybody else. Um, Matt Henningsen's not getting traded. Like, Mike Purcell's kind of the only guy, and he hasn't even hardly played. And so I don't think that they'd trade him either. Um, yeah, there's – I think it's Albert O or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right on that. And if you want to bet on this, I'm sure you can find some lines over at DraftKings Sportsbook. What do you think the odds over at DraftKings for Alex Polchevsky to make the team would be, Hank? 
plus 150. To make the team. Pretty yeah. impressive. What, what would those odds have been if you were to have got them right after he signed as an undrafted free agent? After he signed, like plus 550 plus 550 yeah. some good value and i think on like friday it would have been like minus yep, 300 I think so. I think is, so. yeah. he had a tough game yeah he did have a tough game and you can get so many lines over at DraftKings sportsbook and college football is back in full swing this coming weekend we've got every team plan including Montana, including Sacramento State. Uh, So if you want to get in on some games, so many games, go to DraftKings Sportsbook and new customers bet $5 on any college football game and they'll get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Now is the time to get in with college football ramping up this weekend. The next Thursday, the NFL starts and this is the time to be in on DraftKings. So go to the App Store now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up. New customers get $200 in bets or in bonus bets instantly when they bet five dollars on college football use that code dnvr must be 21 or older colorado only bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply see show notes for details and if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 and if those bets aren't working out if you're not really hitting those numbers not making money i have another opportunity for you through our friends at splash sports uh, DNVR has a weekly pick X contest for everyone to participate and you can real, you could win real money, um, deposit cash to get started and enter DNVR's weekly NFL pick X contest for just $20. The first prize is $7,500. Second prize is $2,160. And the third prize is $1,080. You know, they'll be r- running weekly contests all year. Be sure to keep that link handy. Um, if you want to run a contest yourself, um, you can be the commissioner. You just sign up, use the link, um, which I think I already gave you. Yep. Slash sports.com forward slash DNVR is the link. And you can sign up. You can be the commissioner right through our link and earn money for contests we've already run in with friends and family. All right. Shall we hit our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week right now? Henry, lead us off. So they still haven't posted the lines for the Montana game. Um, Shocker. But so... Oh, yes, they will. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, Saturday, I guess I can't say for sure I'm going to be at the bar. There's like a 95% chance I'm going to be at the bar because the Buffs play TCU at 10. Yep. And then Montana plays at noon. Wow. So it's going to be a... It's a I, I love when the two things I want to watch like overlap just a little bit so it doesn't take the whole day. So yeah, Saturday morning I'm going to be here. And since I can't take Montana, I'll say uh, I'll take uh, the Buffs plus 675. Give me the money line. Like the... I, I, if, if we're going to do it, like, I'm going to buy the hype right now. Oh, and they're down to plus 650 now. So, plus 650. Dang, people are buying the hype with you. Oh, yeah. Um, easy money over a DraftKings Sportsbook. A late game on Saturday. Alabama's playing Middle Tennessee. Can you guys guess the line at home? Jeez. Alabama hosting Middle Tennessee. Oh, boy. Um, 37 and a half. Wow. Ty, what would you guess? Yeah, 36. It's, it's very close. 39 and a half. Oh, I would have guessed like 50. <laughs> so I'm like Alabama. I think they'll easily cover. They may cover that in the first half. Yeah. It's um, possible. I don't see why not. Yeah. I think that they're uh, they're going to be good this year. Alabama's always good. Yep. You can never count them out. Yep. Um, 
I didn't even get a chance to look at the pictures. <laughs> I, I know. Didn't I, know. I, I threw this. He just threw that in there hot. <laughs> and I haven't even been betting the way I should. I think I'm learning. Saturday's going to be a big gonna day. Be teaching me how to bet. So. <laughs> Saturday's going to be a big day. Yeah. Um, one more, because now the NFL lines uh, are live for week one. Broncos four and a half point early favorite over the Raiders at home. It's pretty significant. Four and a half points in the NFL. I thought it would move when Josh Jacobs came back to the Raiders. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like that, that first thing I did was log on and see, and it was still four and a half. So clearly Vegas was planning on him being back. Yeah. Which I guess is Vegas a good is bet. in DraftKings and Vegas yeah. is in the Raiders, probably. Because I mean, like, the, what, what was Josh Jacobs going to do? Like, give up like 500 grand a week after Heck he's only no. playing on rookie contract? Like, you can't do it. Nope. Yeah. So, no. of course he was coming back. Yep, of course he was coming back. And let's talk about the guys that are coming back on this roster. Let's start with the offensive side of the ball here. And you hear if we could get that depth chart pulled up. So we've already, the Broncos have already cut five guys. Um, now with Baron Browning making the team, they still have to make their rosters at 86 right now. So they still have to make 33 cuts. I believe we've already narrowed it down to like 70-ish guys on this roster. And so we've got a depth chart here. Let's go through this and see who's going to make the team on the offensive side of the ball. Let's start with the offensive line. Right now, we've got Garrett Bowles, Can Fleming. Um, Isaiah Prince was cut yesterday, so we can get rid of him here. Um, then we have Ben Powers and Kyle Fuller. Yep. Lloyd Cushenberry, Luke Wattenberg, Alex Forsyth, Quinn Minerts, And then we also have Mike McGlinchey, uh, Paul Chevsky, and Quinn Bailey. So we need to get rid of one to three guys here, I believe. Yep. So I think Fleming and Quinn Bailey are the two locks yep. to be cut. No, no, to make the team. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I think those are the two who are on the team. Because of Quinn Bailey's versatility at guard and tackle. Yeah. And he's just played really well. I think anybody else, like Fuller has been really good since they moved him to center, but he struggled at guard up until like the last 10 days or so when they finally let him play center. Um, and I would say Fuller probably gets the other spot. Wow. Um, because of his versatility. Yeah. And I mean, he's just the best center. I mean, Wattenberg has done a couple nice things. Forsyth, he's been with the threes all camp and has been like fine. But I, when I did my prediction, I had Fleming, Fuller, and Bailey um, with Palshevsky probably next up and then Wattenberg next up behind him if they want an interior guy. She only keep an eight. Yeah. I think Palshevsky would be the ninth, but I, 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 I guess when I finally did it, I gave that roster spot to Marcus Callaway. Fair. That's how it worked out. Fair. Okay, so I think we're pretty safe cutting Wattenberg. Forsyth, which means not the entire draft class, is going to make this team, but we're talking about a seventh-round pick, and yep. mm -hmm. Sean Payton cut a fourth-round draft pick when he was with the Saints, as you've sure told us, Todd. So uh, cutting a seventh-round <laughs> pick is going to be no issue for him. Um, and let's... Let's keep Paul Shevsky on the bubble right now. Okay. So the Broncos uh, going into their meeting today, keep Paul Shevsky and then decide on him tomorrow potentially. Um, and that means number 51's making the team. Kyle Fuller, we keep 51 <laughs> on the squad. That's Todd. crazy. I was sitting uh, on the sideline and I saw it. It just looks so different to it me. Does. It's yeah. just a different, different body, different uh, style, but... Um, it was good to see the number out there. It's like, man, Todd's gained a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be 70 pounds more yeah, than what least. you played at ish? At yeah, least, 70, yeah. 80. <laughs> that is a big guy. Yeah, he is. It is crazy because I didn't recognize him the first couple times I saw him. 
just because like he's new. But then I realized like, oh yeah, that's Kyle Fuller. He is massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense that you'd be good in, in like the middle of the line. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's go to uh let's go to receiver here. Can we make that a little bigger you here since there's a lot of receivers <laughs> on this team? I've got positive on here. <laughs> smart. We've got Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, mm-hmm. Marvin Mims, yep. Brandon Johnson. Are those the locks or do I need to keep going? No, those more are locks. locks. Okay. Those, those, are locks. Those, locks. those are the locks. Now we have kind of four other guys for one to three other spots potentially Lil Jordan Humphrey, mm-hmm. Marquez Callaway, Montreal Washington, and Taylor Grimes. Of course, Kendall Hinton would have been on here, yeah. but the Broncos already decided to move on from him. I think Grimes and Washington are gone. Yeah, I think so it, too. It was tough going back and watching that game because that's one of the things Steve Levy pointed out was like Montreal keeps going back there to catch a punt, but they all went out of bounds. Like they went in the end zone. Like he just never got a chance to return it except for one and he fair caught it at the five he did fair catch Mm -hmm. one at the five that was rough yeah that going back and watching seeing like a guy who needs an opportunity not get it it's tough but that's that's where it leaves him is i think montreal and taylor grimes are off the team yeah because i think his his greatest ability was his big play ability and Mm -hmm. also his returning ability and i think they have that in marvin mims they have a returner and they have a big play wide receiver so um you know unfortunately that leaves him out of the room and on the sidelines. My only hesitation about Montreal Washington, but I, I agree with you guys that he's probably out as well, is who's your backup punt returner and kick returner? Because it was him on the depth chart. Then the next guy you probably look at is Kendall Hinton, who mm-hmm. was back there for a lot of camp to to practice returning as well. Now he's gone. I think we're maybe going to find that guy on the defensive side of the ball. So I think... If, if you lose like Marvin for multiple games, then you bring somebody up off the practice squad. And that might be a Montreal. That might be Kendall. Um, but in the game, it's a lot tougher. That's like, dicey. I think it might be Jaleel. Jaleel is definitely. Did a pretty good job. Okay. Man, Marquez Cal- if little, he makes the team. Uh, I think Lil Jordan Humphrey is a lock now as well. Marquez yeah. probably going to make it, but but not a lock. So let's get rid of Montreal Washington for now. Um, I mean, six receivers. It's not like you're going so deep at that position anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's pretty darn standard. Fullback, do you want to agree with Alexis on this one, Henry? Do you think Michael Burton's going to be gone? No, they keep him. I. It'd be tempting to keep Adkins instead just because you, you don't want to lose somebody who's played that well. Yeah. Like he's going to be a guy who I think sticks in the NFL for a long time just because he's such a good blocker. Um, whether he winds up being like a Kyle Juszczyk, a guy who you really feel bad about losing, that's what's up in the air. But I, you have Burton, like you're losing talent on offense. Like you just, you just have to keep him. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, quarterback, they keep in three or two? They're going to keep three just because it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt them to keep three. Uh, so why not? You know, I think they will. So the only so the the thing with quarterbacks this year is if you keep 3 instead of having 46 active on game day you can have 47 active mm-hmm. on game day and you can only do that with quarterbacks. So if you only keep two quarterbacks, you can only have 46 guys active. So to your point, it does help you there, but it does take up a roster spot. Do you think that Sean Payton's willing to have three quarterbacks instead of one other position? Yeah, I do. I I mean, if you if you wind up in a situation where Russ goes down and Stidham goes down, 
you're just going to lose that game. And Kendall Hinton's gone, so <laughs> exactly, there's <laughs> no Kendall anymore. And Sean Payton played against the Broncos when Kendall Hinton was yeah, recorded, and he too. saw how that game went. I mean, uh, between Kendall Hinton and their quarterback in that game was Taysom Hill. He was their starter. Oh, yeah. Um, there was under a hundred passing yards. So Sean knows you can't win games if you don't have a quarterback. No. So that's fair. Right now, I would actually say Danucci's not going to make the team, but it's a team exercise, two yep. against one. So we're going to keep three quarterbacks here. Running backs, is this cut and dry? Is it just is it the three that we know, or yeah. is a fourth going to slip in? No, I think it's the three we know. We this, can go ahead yeah. and lock in there. <laughs> yeah. just, if you really want Tony Jones week one against the Raiders, put him on your practice squad and activate him. Like nobody is nobody's claiming him off of waivers. It just don't waste a roster spot there. No yeah. offense, Tony. That was kind of harsh. Yeah, that was really mean. Um, but uh, <laughs> but it's, just, it's the truth, though. Hey, here's the thing, too. I think uh, Sean likes Dwayne Washington just mm-hmm. as much as Tony Jones, and mm-hmm. certainly one of those guys is going to make the practice squad. Yeah. So I think uh, that's the move they make there. And then the final position on the offensive side of the ball is tight end. Ooh. I think all four of the top guys are locks. I think Okuebunam is a lock now. Do you guys agree? I think I think he's going to make the team. I think he's going to make the team. It's tough because now we've added three quarterbacks, and that yeah. probably would have been the roster spot right. that mm-hmm. we needed to make the make the whole thing work. But yeah, let's keep him, man. I don't see a way why or a reason why he leaves the team after last night's performance. My only push is that I think he's getting traded. Mm. I, th- I think they'll find somebody who'll give him like a sixth for him, and it'll just make the numbers work. Um, and then I, do I think so? I don't think so. There's like a 40% chance. I, it's more likely that he makes the team. Yeah, it's always easier to say that he makes the team than get traded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Hank, does this mean you're cutting Palchevsky potentially and Nate Atkins, both of your guys? When I did my 53-man roster, I cut them both. And I don't think you get both to the practice squad. I, I don't know which one you lose, but you lose one of them. And it, which is crazy because last week I always said you're going to have three undrafted free agents make the team on offense. But... It's Alberto had his big game, and right now they need somebody who can catch passes. And it it stinks that he's probably your fourth option at tight end. We'll we'll see how he, they use him. I think they're going to rotate those guys a lot. But it's also a contract year, and so if he has a great season, now you're paying him a lot of money to come back. Or you're letting him walk. Um, but when you see what you see on Saturday, you have to let him make the team, and you just can't justify keeping five tight ends. Yeah, FOMO, fear of missing out with Alberto. That's yeah. what. Uh, that's a big reason why I think the Broncos are going to keep him. So we'll get rid of Nate Atkins there, and we'll circle back around and make the final cuts after we yeah. do the defensive side of the ball. But you hear, if you wouldn't mind counting up the guys that we currently have on offense, that would help a ton. And let's look at the defensive side of the ball after we take a look at Breckenridge Distillery. Hank, we tried both blends, the Ed McCaffrey blend and the Alfred Williams blend in Breckenridge Bourbon's Battle of the Bourbons blend. Mm-hmm. We both like the same one. We did. It was the blue blend, right? I can't remember. That's the thing. You give me two <laughs> sips of bourbon and it gets a little fuzzy. What We definitely agreed, though. It was the first one we tried. Yep, which I think was the blue. I think it was the blue. It was sweeter and had notes sweeter. of vanilla. And you could actually like, told, yes. I'm not a... Uh, bourbon connoisseur so most bourbon tastes the same to me except mm-hmm. this one did actually taste really good it, which was weird because so i basically just drink tequila like it's it's just what i do yes um <laughs> but, but then we go and it's like okay let's let's try the whiskey i tried the two like you said that first one was really good and then they gave us like a little bottle of it like mm-hmm. the 200 milliliter bottle to yep. bring home 
I've been tempted to drink that. And I like I don't really drink much. Like it's mostly like if there's a football game or like a basketball game, a hockey game for sure. But that's baseball, basketball, and hockey games all the time. There there really isn't any other situation where I drink. But I was sitting there, I was like going through game grades, I was like, hmm, a little bit of whiskey does sound nice, which is a weird thought that I've never had before. But it was really good. Yeah, it was good. And if you want to get in, you can get them uh, in all 50 states. Try them out and then go to BreckenridgeDistillery.com and find the bourbon of the Denver Broncos, uh, Battle of the Blends, and vote. And then post your favorite Broncos photo to Instagram and Facebook using hashtag BroncosBourbon, and you can get entered to a ch- for a chance to get sweet tickets for Broncos Chargers game on uh on New Year's Eve of this year. So make sure to do that. Go to BreckenridgeDistillery.com to do that and also to find out where you can get Breckenridge Distillery. It's available in all 50 states. And also, uh, go sign up for Volo Sports. I still haven't gotten like a hard invite to join any of the teams, Damn. which I, I think is kind of interesting. Like, I get that I'm not in prime condition right now, but... Interesting is a nice word to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I look around the company. It's like, really, I'm not, <laughs> oh, I'm not near the top uh, yeah, of the list. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I don't know. I'm middle of the pack at worst, I would think. That's not um, what the company's telling you, Hank. Apparently, which I have thought about. Um, just looking, I just pulled up the website in Denver. I didn't even like sort by any neighborhood because there's like 20 different neighborhoods you can pick from, even some that I've never heard of. Applewood West. Never heard of no it No idea either. where that no. is, but you can find a league in Applewood West if that's where you are. But they've got cup and hand kickball. They've got soccer. They've got co-ed softball. They've got flag football. Um, grass volleyball, which I wonder if that's any different than on dirt. I don't know. Um, it's probably just on grass. It's got to be. Um, so many different sports. They've got like drinking games. They've got cornhole. They've got, uh, I don't even know, like darts. They've got door- darts leagues, competitive pickleball. Um, party pickleball, two different kinds of pickleball. So all wow. these different things, uh, just like basketball, a ski ball league. At some point, yeah. I'm going to get the call up. I feel like hopefully, I, I almost think we need like a Broncos team to go beat the DNVR team. Mm. Yep. Because I think like we include Yaya, so we have numbers. But mm. but then we get the four of us. We get Alexis. We get RK. I think we if we got James Todd to show up, side, we're looking pretty good. I know. So that's, the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. Could you imagine if we had like a flag football team with Todd? Yeah, it'd be pretty good. Well, I mean, first be, I want who's tackle. Who's going to be on though. our practice squad? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, maybe Pauszewski's looking here. for a job. <laughs> Nate Adkins, he'd be wow, sick. Like you, wow. you bring him in there, he'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I'm on like a Volo kick right now. I you need to are. do something competitive. Uh, but if you want to play some sports, you can pay 20 bucks a month or $200 for a year for unlimited pickups, drop-ins, and tournaments. There's signups for all these different teams. Um, and a lot of the money goes to helping kids play sports too, which we like when kids get to play sports. Um, so sign up for Volo. Use the code DMVR10. You'll get $10 off at www.volosports.com slash Denver. All right, we've got Steve Levy joining us in just 10 minutes to give us the oh, inside no. on the Broncos. So we got we to speed through this defensive side. And when we're doing this, hit us with a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it. Helps us out a ton. And it lets us know that what we are doing is something that you like. So do that. It really helps us out, and we appreciate it. Okay, let's go through defense. You hear? Can we make that a little bigger, please? Um, okay. Let's start with the defensive line. Zach Allen, lock. DJ Jones, lock. Mike Purcell, lock. Any other locks here? Oh, Jonathan Harris, lock. Jonathan so that's Harris, four yeah. defensive linemen. 
Todd, you're the expert on these guys because you like defensive linemen. They help your job out a lot. Yep. Who else is making this team? You got Matt Henningsen, Elijah Garcia, Tyler Lancaster, and PJ Mustafer. I think out of all of them, the ones that the one that I like the most is Elijah Garcia. Yeah. I think he's played really well, um, and I think they'll probably keep one more. So I would keep him, um, and maybe put Henningsen on my practice squad. Yeah, I think. I think they'll probably go six deep at mm -hmm. defensive line, so okay. I think we can actually keep Elijah Garcia and Matt Henningsen. All right, let's and, rock with And it. then P.J. Mustafer is probably a guy that's on your practice squad. Um, mm -hmm. And Jordan Jackson, too. We, it looks, we already cut him, but he's also had a great camp. Do you think he needs to be on the 53? Okay. There's just too many. Okay, so let's, Alan let's Jones, eliminate. Purcell, Hennings, and Garcia Harris. Like yep. So six. There we go. Tyler Lancaster, PJ Mustafer gone. Um, that's that was good speed. That was good speed. We Let's see it. if we can do that with outside linebacker. Randy Gregory Lock, Frank Clark Lock, Jonathan Cooper Lock, Nick Benito not Lock, Baron Browning Lock. We haven't talked about him, but he's got to be a lock if you want him to play at all this season. I think the Broncos absolutely do. That's five guys five. that are locks. Christopher mm -hmm. Allen, Aaron Patrick, uh, Incoon as well. Mm -hmm. They keep in six outside linebackers. Typically, the number's four. Yep. And then if you want to keep a fifth, you can. I think I think it's going to be four. I think you have to obviously keep Baron Browning through like the first day, but so then you know, five might be Mike tomorrow's. Yeah, but then like purposes. you probably cut Mike Purcell and bring him back the next day just because you've done it before. Like Kareem would be on that list, but just whoever you have a good relationship with and can say like, hey, just don't sign with anybody else for these twenty-four hours. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, so Baron Browning won't actually count but he'll be he'll be there and if anybody else i think it's aaron patrick just for the special teams like he made the team last year off the special teams year, yeah and after him marcus haynes i yeah. think has been most impressive of all the back of the roster guys so then for tomorrow we're keeping five with baron browning i wouldn't count him for our numbers unless you like cut mike purcell you know yeah let's just do a traditional way because that seems okay. complicated sounds but good you think that's the move that they make is cut a vet bring him back I think so. Yeah. I think I mean, they, they did, did it last it. year. They did it last year. That's and fair. it's just so simple. That's fair. All right, let's get to Tog's expertise inside linebackers. Alex Singleton lock. Yep. Josie Jewell lock. Drew Sanders lock. Yep. Is Jonas Griffith? I'm, I'm sorry, not Jonas Griffith. Uh, is Justin Sternada lock? Yeah, because because he can play special teams, versatile. They'll keep four for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think he played a lot. And I think he played well throughout the times he was in. I mean, he started last game. That's usually a good testament to where yeah. you are as far as the depth chart. So, um, yeah, I think they keep Justin Sternada. Yep. Seth Benson practice squad? Yeah, for sure. Yep. So there we go. That's an easy way man, to not... Man, the linebackers are always easy, man. It's nice <laughs> It's so true. It's clean. <laughs> it's so yeah. true. And you really like the group that you have. Really good starters. And then obviously the extremely high upside with Drew Sanders. And Stranod provides that special teams that you need. All right. Cornerback. Pat Sertan locked. Damari Mathis locked. Kwan Williams uh, I don't think they're putting him on long-term IR unless mm -hmm. you guys disagree. So I think he's no. going to make the squad initially. Yep. Yeah. So, But it will be another one of those things where you open up the job the next day. Right, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. So those you can put him on the list, and then you're down to 52. Right. Riley Moss, a lock as well. Is Jaquan McMillan a lock as well? Do we do or is it saying Bassey? Bassey. Bassey, Bassey, is, Bassey is a lock. Is a lock. Yeah. That's five cornerbacks. Any more, and you're kind of pushing your limit. Now, what you can do, you can convince yourself that Bassey's also a safety. So kind of takes and, some versatility there. Oh, plus, you're not going to have K1, so you're really at four, you know? So uh, I think... Before accounting purposes tomorrow. It's, it's going to be Jaquan. 
Like you just is going to make it. Yeah. Like you can't you can't have four cornerbacks to start the season. That's just a terrible plan. Because of Moss and uh, K1 out. Oh wow! I didn't even think of Moss because then you only have three. You have Pat, you have Damari, and you have Bassey. Mm-hmm. So right. you really need to have Jaquan week one. So you're going six here. So Fayon Hicks, mm-hmm. Traymon Smith. Thanks for showing up. I mean, Fayon Fayon's been playing great too. He has been. Like I think there's a chance he makes the team. Yeah, but I wouldn't be shocked just, either. Especially because I mean, he he would become the backup nickel now right. that now that K1's gone. Right. So that job really did just open up for him. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes the team too. How many corners are you keep in here, Hank? I mean, that would be five. Sertan, Damari, Jaquan. Sertan, Damari, Jaquan, Moss, Bassey, Hicks. So that would be six. And K1. Yeah, but I can't count K1. But, like, he's but, not on the team. Uh, but the thing is with... So I think that what they can do about cutting one guy mm-hmm. um, and then bringing him back, they, you can only do that with one or two guys. Mm-hmm. You, you can't do that with five different guys. And right now we've talked about three guys you want to do that with. I don't think you can do that with three vets. So I yeah. think when we talk about the space for tomorrow, what it looks like initially, you do have to start counting these guys in. Okay. So let's look at safety before okay. we fully decide on that. Justin Simmons, lock. Caden Stearns, lock. Kareem Jackson, lock. Any other locks between PJ Lock? JL Skinner and DTY. Ooh. I don't know if there's another lock. I don't think there is. No. I, mean, I don't somebody, either. It has to be somebody. They're going to keep four, though. Yep. And uh, you could just keep three if you wanted to say he's saying Bassy. But I yeah, don't think no. they will. I, I think They'll they do keep, keep four. You think it's PJ? Um, yeah, PJ is definitely your fourth. Um and I, I guess the only doubt you could have is because he hasn't played the last couple weeks. Um, but, I mean, Skinner is not ready. Like, he's he's had a couple nice flashes, but he's not ready to go on the field. Delarian Turner-Yell is the better player right now, and he's had a really good camp, but you, you like the traits that Skinner has. Um, there's probably a chance that they decide to keep six. I'm not sure how you do it, but Turner-Yell is probably the one who's left off. Yep. Just because you have you have you have three guys or four guys that you really trust there. Yeah. You don't need a fifth. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. So we still have a decent amount of cuts to go. You hear? Would you mind counting up the defensive side of the ball as well? Um, we are keeping Skinner for right now. Yeah. I think. Yeah. We'll keep him for right now. And let's make the last few cuts after we talk about Breckenridge Brewery. We've got some Breckenridge beers on set. The Avalanche Amber Ale. We're almost getting to that season where it's getting a little chilly in the fall. That's a beer you want to go to, but right now it's still mountain beach season, and that is a nice sour beer. It's not too overpowering with the sour, and it is refreshing. This week, I think we're getting up to 96 degrees. That is the time that you want to reach for a mountain beach sour. You can get them at the DNVR bar, or you can also get them in all 50 states. Check them out at breckbrew.com. They've got a beer locator where you can find not just where to get Breck Brews, but where to get specific Breck Brews. They're the official beer of DNVR. The bar is stocked with Breck beers, so make sure to get, get some yourself. And check out our friends over at Shady Rays. Uh, you know, a good pair of sunglasses just completes an outfit. You know, if you're going out, uh, whether mm. to a pool party or a day party, mm. and you want to look good, you can't do that without a nice pair <laughs> yeah. of shades. So use code DMVR for 50% off. And Shady Rays is really awesome because they offer great protection for your eyes, but they also also offer uh, lost and broken replacements. So if you lose or break your pair, even on the first day you get them, with no questions asked, they will replace them. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they are backed by long 
back long after you purchased them. They're great sunglasses. I know Hank has a few pairs. Um, he looks good in his. I'll give him that. And so I think you should go check out Shady Rays. Again, use code DNVR for 50% off your deal. Boom. How many pairs of sunglasses do you think you have? Oh, man. I'm a, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a big sunglass guy. I love Rick Ross has this line. says He says, uh, got so many glasses, they, they thought I had a lazy eye. Like, <laughs> that's how much I wear sunglasses. And um, Yeah, I think they look good. And they do. like I said, my eyes are sensitive, so they're perfect. Wow. It's a so flex. now we just need to go replace them all. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you get that 50% true. off, two or more pairs. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to yep. do it. Uh, what about shoes? Do you have more shoes or, or glasses? Oh, for sure, more shoes. Wow. Yeah. Do you have a shoe closet? I have two. Two? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is incredible. Oh, that's bad. Hank, I do you have three problem. pairs of shoes? Three, yeah, or three closets. Actually, I, I struggle to throw things away. So I've got like three pairs of shoes that I actually wear, but like. I have I have a bunch of pairs of shoes. I yeah. got like a shoe box that I haven't unpacked. Man, I'm with you. I just keep shoes and I'm like, I'm never going to wear this mm -hmm. uh, in my life. But enough with shoe talk. Let's <laughs> bring on Mr. Bronco. He's been covering the Broncos all preseason. He's been with ESPN for 30 years, celebrating wow. his 30th anniversary over there at ESPN. Just awesome. And Steve Levy is joining us now. Steve, it's so cool to have you on, not just for your Broncos insight, but I feel like I grew up with you because you were on my TV on SportsCenter uh, pretty much every night growing up. So it's so cool to have you on. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, so I'm old. I get it. <laughs> I, I get it all the time. I grew up with you. That's great. Yeah. Uh, is the interview over? Did I, did I offend you already? I'm ancient. No, no, it's good. I'm, I'm good. I feel young, and I'm really immature. So it works out. <laughs> well, that's perfect. I would say we're pretty immature yeah, on this show. Right so you fit right in, Steve. <laughs> um, and uh, like I said, you've been covering the Broncos preseason for years now. You just wrapped up uh, the third and final preseason game. You've got access and insight like no one else has been able to while covering the team are you shaking your head in the new sean payton era it changes a little <laughs> yeah. bit uh but but what, what's one of the things that surprised you or that's really stuck out to you uh, from being around the team a lot over this past month uh you know the access thing is interesting right? <laughs> yeah. so, and everybody uh who covers the broncos i think is, is getting a taste of that and really you know what if, if the team wins then nobody's gonna care right nobody's gonna care about the rules you can do this and do that and wear the gilligan hat on the sideline or tv news <laughs> all those kinds of things uh if you win nobody cares it's, it's not as fun or clever or cute uh if, if you keep losing so uh but I think that's probably the overriding factor that stood out to me. It, it feels different. Uh, we've been through, you know, was it five head coaches since 2016 or something ridiculous like that? And, you know, the Broncos are a flagship franchise for me. This is a, you know, the, the Broncos are a national team. And it's a, you know, it's a top five fan base in the entire NFL. And, and those are massive compliments, I think. And so to be down there, uh, in terms of uh, playoff droughts, you know, second only the, to the Jets. I mean, that's that's highly insulting for as successful as the Broncos have been. So uh, it does feel like it's everything is new. Uh, obviously, the ownership in their second year, I think they have their footing. Um, they obviously recognize that they need to spend some money, both, you know, on the field and, and in the stadium. And so that's why you go out and you get a Sean Payton. And try to turn things around quickly. And obviously the fan experience uh, was greatly improved. I know that scoreboard is really big because somehow it fit both my head and Ryan Harris's head in there. Mm. 
and I got a, I got a massive melon. So, uh, but I, I think good things are happening, but it, it might not be a quick fix. And that's where, you know, I don't want to be Debbie Downer guy, but that's where I would caution people. All this great optimism is great. Everybody is optimism at this point. The Cardinals are excited about their season too, right? And they're, you know, they're looking at the number one draft pick in, in next year's draft. So uh, I think it takes some time. We have seen teams in the NFL go from fourth to first in their division, although I don't foresee that happening necessarily. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's probably fair. I, you were on the call last year for a couple of the, the Broncos primetime games. Um, that became kind of a national narrative. Oh, no, the Broncos are on primetime again, and nobody really wants to see this. But I guess uh, your second one was right after the 12 9 lost to the Colts the week before when, when you see that that game is coming up, the Broncos and chargers, is it a little bit less exciting to see that it's that one after the way the season had started at that point? You know, when you, when you're doing a game nationally, it's very different than doing the game for the Broncos, right? In the preseason where, you know, you're really just speaking to, to Broncos country. Mm -hmm. that, that's kind of who we're gearing those broadcasts to. So, you know, when you're doing the games nationally on ESPN, you want fun football, right? And fun football isn't necessarily, um, you know, isn't 13 points a game. Isn't 16.9 points a game last season, <laughs> the lowest scoring output in the NFL. So you want them to throw it around the yard. And um, and so I think I think that's what the Broncos need. Like, you know, everybody's talking about the defense. Hey, the defense has been good. The defense has been there, you know? it's And it in this league, in, in the NFL, it's really a matter – it could be three more points. Can you get the 21 or 22 from 17, right? That's that's less than a touchdown. I just did the math for you guys. No <laughs> but that that's really the difference, right? The Broncos record in those close games last year, I think they were they were four and nine in games decided by seven points or less. That makes all the difference in the world. Then you're a playoff team. So can, can the offense find a way? And so the games weren't that thrilling. We did the game in London last year also. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't uh, overly thrilling. The Broncos won, and they came from behind late and had a rally and all that stuff. But um, throwing the football, and, and, and that's where the loss of Jerry Judy, I think, really hurts this team. But, the, but that, again, that's the entertainment value, and, and that's for me nationally. Now, as a, if you're a Broncos fan, you don't care if they win 10-7 every game. Who cares? Have a winning season, make the playoffs, see what happens there. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's great. Um, you know, nice meeting you this week on the sideline. Uh, you and Ryan Harris. Um, your head doesn't look big in person, so you're all good. <laughs> you're all good there. Um, but we were having a discussion about, you know, the roster and talking about these tight ends. And I know you've watched them a lot, seen them in the preseason. Um, do the Broncos keep four tight ends? And does Albert O make the team? I think that's our biggest, our biggest mm -hmm. question right now. Yeah, they can't keep five tight ends, can they? Right? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's hard. It's, it's a numbers game. It's math. You know, uh, I've been mispronouncing Albert O's last name since Missouri, okay? <laughs> I, I feel like some of that's not always on me. I feel like he changed it for a while. <laughs> a lot of these guys do that, but um, I, I just, I was so impressed by him. How do you not root for the guy? He's in there, you know, late fourth quarter, a fourth-year pro, a guy who was a draft pick, um, you know, some some people with some egos could have been highly insulted and uh albert didn't play that way or if he was insulted he used it 
with anger and used it to his benefit. That one-handed catch was spectacular. Yeah. What a what a game he had. Easy guy to root for. But it does come down to the numbers crunch. And again, right, because now you have Burton, who's a fullback. If you didn't have a fullback, maybe you could keep an extra tight end. But the fullback, you know, say plays somewhat of a similar position there. Um, so it's hard. And, and, you know, and I'm thinking about Atkins, right? Like, Atkins probably has made the team prior to that game. And then Albert shows out, and I asked Ryan Harris about this. And everybody's talking, hey, maybe Albert played his way onto the team. Well, that means somebody else is not <laughs> else somebody else off the team and maybe that's you know and maybe that's nate atkins so uh i don't envy george payton this is a crazy crazy time of year and some of it guys as you know is hey which if the players are even in your own mind which guy can we get back on the practice squad right which guy in the organization so some of that is a factor in this as well yeah, absolutely. And Steve, I think you might be the only national person to know Nate Adkins and Michael Burton in terms of the Broncos. So you're just, you're bringing it. We appreciate it. And just a very simple question, which probably determines the future of the Broncos this year and moving forward. Do you think Russell Wilson and can, can work with Sean Payton in terms of working to get the team back to the playoffs and be that successful? I do. Uh, I'm in Russell... Russell Wilson's camp, and and strictly, really, I'm, I'm basing this off, uh, off, off his entire career that I'm going to go with last year was a blip. Last year was a blip that is not the player he is, um, and I can't believe he could have another season resembling that. He has to more be the player he was for 10 years in Seattle. You know, prior to last season, everybody has him going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So... So this season, I think I opened the first preseason broadcast saying, you know, he's got to be a favorite for comeback player of the year. Now, you never want to win that award because that means you're <laughs> bad. But after you've experienced that already, then you do want to win it. And so I, I think Russ is due uh, to have a big bounce back year. I don't believe he is the player we saw last year. Again, I think that's the, a blip on the back of his football card. He's too good a player to have consecutive seasons like that. The issue is going to be, and I, that's where I think the Judy injury is just a killer. It's not all on Russ, just, just as it's not on every other NFL starting quarterback. We sometimes make it out to be. Uh, Judy was the great separator, I think. Stretch of the defense, allow the team to run. And uh, without Judy, I think, I think that'll hurt. And so then it becomes, all right, how long is Judy going to be out for? Is he miss a game? Is he miss three games? And those kinds of things. It's not all on Russ. But yet it kind of feels like it is. And I think Russ does have a bounce back season. Now, now, I don't know what that means, by the way. Bounce back meaning he's much better. The team is much better. And they could still miss the playoffs. Going back to some of that back of the roster stuff, you know, you mentioned it's going to be really tough to be George Payton because you got to decide with Albert O and Nate Atkins. You've got Alex Palshevsky at tackle. You've got JL Skinner, who is kind of a ways down the depth chart despite being a draft pick is this the way that it is for every team right now and does it just feel worse for the broncos to to make these decisions because we're so close to the situation or is this kind of the the general feeling around the league yes it just feels worse because you guys are too close okay. to the situation <laughs> uh, in, in every camp i guarantee they love this guy and everybody's got you know player x the undrafted free agent who's too small you know, mm -hmm. and now, now not all like Jaleel McLaughlin. That's I, I think he's the exception. 
he looks like he could really be special. But there's definitely, a, you know, a training camp darling in every camp. And there's probably three of them, one on offense, one on defense, and one on special teams. And if you're the third running back, you kind of got to play special teams, right? And so that's where you get back into the math of that, how many wide receivers you can keep. So, no, I think, I think every franchise is going through it. And it's a good, it's a good problem to have. Uh, it's, it speaks to the talent that you have on your roster. And if you can't keep a guy, you know, some of the players, I, I think teams know right now, obviously, with, with cut down day tomorrow, um, they know which players they got, they'd like to waive or, or, or cut out. And they're trying to trade these guys, right? They're trying, hey, maybe I get a six or a seven for this guy and, and build up some more draft capital. They know this player is not going to be on the team right now. Uh, George Payton's got a handful of guys he knows right now are not going to be on the Broncos, but he hasn't cut or released them yet. Uh, because he's probably trying to trade more too. All right, Steve, the Broncos' eyes are now set on regular season football. The Raiders are coming to Denver for the very first game. Josh Jacobs, unfortunately for the Broncos, is back with them. The Broncos are 0-7 against Josh Jacobs. Does that change in week one, or does Josh Jacobs' domination over Denver just continue? That's a weird one, right? Like, I, I get the Broncos losing to the Chiefs 15 times. I mean, I, I get that. But Raiders, I, I don't understand that. So, listen, to me, this game is a coin flip, and it, it's kind of what we were just talking about. You know, are you guys too close to the Broncos? I guarantee you the Raiders, who I don't think have high expectations in the, in the division or the AFC altogether this year, they're looking at their schedule, and they're saying the same thing the Broncos are. Hey, you know what? we got to get off to a good start. And the Raiders are looking at the Broncos as a winnable game for the Raiders. Just like the Broncos are saying, hey, you know what? We got to get these first two games at home, right? So to me, the opener is a coin flip game. And uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's proven, right? When, when he's healthy, he wins. That guy wins football games when he can stay on the field. And um, I think that's a coin flip, last second kick kind of game uh, in the opener for the Broncos. Does that make you nervous with Brett Maher, kicker for the Broncos, or are you <laughs> confident in him if it's a last-second kick? I think I'm okay. I want to give the guy a pass. That The kicking game is just – that's craziness, what those poor guys have to go through. And, you know, Sean Payton's like, you know, he's battling 31 other kickers. There are seven other battles going on out there. I thought Maher had a really good regular uh, preseason. Uh, I think everybody goes back to the Cowboys and the, the wild-card game and missing the four extra points. Uh, the first field goal last night you know, the, in the preseason finale there, like, that just got in the upright. Mm -hmm. I was a little worried about that one. Because if you miss the first one in the final preseason game, that can snowball on you. So I was very happy for Maher, and uh, I think he's going to be okay. You know, but, it, you know, McManus, like, you know, you, you wonder about those things. The Niners are in the same Robbie Gold, the same deal. You don't want to pay your kicker $5 million. Uh, you know, because of salary cap issues until you need to make a game-winning kick from 50 yards away outside, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Steve, final one for you. Do the Broncos make the playoffs this year? That's really hard, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard. <laughs> You're going to be Debbie Downer on uh, us again? Listen, I mean, you could be 10-7 and seven and, and not make the playoffs, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's a real possibility. I think I have the Broncos at like nine and eight and probably missing out on the playoffs. Sorry, I got I got to be real. I got to <laughs> keep it real. So well, what about you guys? You guys all have them in the playoffs? Come on, somebody. 
I think I think I'm right there with you, Steve. I think I'm <laughs> yeah. right around yeah. nine and eight. But you mentioned the playoff drought that the Broncos are on. Maybe might be the longest in the NFL after this year if the Jets are able to do that. But they're also they haven't had a winning record since 2016. So nine and eight. While it's not the playoffs after this offseason, I think Broncos country would take a step back and say a four game improvement. If we do anything yep. like that heading into the following year, then 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 the Broncos are a playoff team. So I, yep. Broncos country doesn't sign up for nine and eight right now. But I think at the end of the day, people would be satisfied. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so, too. And it's a work in progress. Um, it's rare for a coach to come in and win, you know, Super Bowl his first year, especially with how things have been going the last two years. So I give them time, a work in progress, maybe not this year, but definitely next year with the way Sean Payton works. Um, but I look for them to do have a, a winning season. Well, there we go. Thank you so much, Steve, for joining us. It's awesome. We love you covering games, and we hope to see you out here in Denver for a couple more this year. Do you know that if you got any on the schedule? Uh, I'm doing a bunch of ESPN radio games uh, every Sunday in the NFL kind of game of the week, and uh, I was really hoping to get that week five game against the Jets. (laughs) That would be a lot of fun. So we'll see how that shakes out, but I know ESPN radio has the rights nationally, some Broncos games, so hoping to come out and see you guys during the season. Well, we'd love that. Thanks so much for being on, Steve, and hopefully we can catch up later when you're in Denver. Thanks so much. All right. Be well, guys. Have a great season. Thank you, Steve. Really appreciate that, and, and great insight Definitely. from Steve. And, uh, you know, one of the things, he, he mentioned he was a little Debbie Downer. I don't think he was too down uh, on the Broncos. Pretty realistic, but the one thing that stood out to me that he wasn't down on, man, you can tell he's not a, he's not a Raiders guy. No. I don't know who he is. <laughs> I think anybody who actually understands the Raiders and who they are um, as people, I think you kind of <laughs> you probably get off that train. You know who fits in right in with that is Tom Brady. Did you see he like isn't a part owner yet? I think he is. He he is. That's yeah. official. Yeah. Um, okay. And then so he's in their locker room walking with Jimmy Garoppolo out onto the field this past week, and it's like, man, Tom just really wanted to be hated by Broncos country for the rest of his life. After everything he did to the Broncos and he was with the Patriots, yep. now he joins the Raiders in ownership? Like, this guy's never welcome in Denver. Nope. Goodbye, Tom. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> that's just but perfect. over my career, I think I, I think we whooped Tom more than he whooped us. I think I lost Tom once, and we beat him two or three times. Yep, yep. So. And Tom, the Broncos are the only team that Tom does not have a winning record against. How about hey, that? You know, <laughs> he wants to try and get it now with the Raiders, but no, that's not going to no, happen either. No, no, no. His playing days are over, exactly. so can't can't change that. Exactly. Um, all right, shall we die? Any, any other takeaways from that? No, I thought it was great. Yeah. Good insight. Um, I, I, I agree with the whole Nate Adkins, Albert O. Like, it's just what you're looking for, and right now I think they're looking for a receiver. Yeah, and... Uh, Steve choosing the wise route of just saying Alberto, mm-hmm. not even not even trying to pronounce the name. <laughs> <laughs> I know I love they leaned into that. Yes, he did. I I saw like all the responses to the tweet. Like we've got yep. Steve leaving him up to tell him how to say Alberto's <laughs> name right. I like that he just leans into that. Yeah, I do too. And uh, Alexis knows um, Steve, and she said if she was on the show today, she would have said, uh, "Is Alberto?" the hardest name to pronounce in the NFL. That's a good question. Yeah, it, it, it is. I just didn't know how he was going to be about it. You know, you don't want to upset True. a guest if they're on. But well, then yeah. why'd you start with calling him old? I didn't call him old. He took that. <laughs> I was calling him wise and uh, mature, and he took it as old. Okay. Um, but we have to finish building our roster. You hear, what are our numbers at? 52. We're 52? 
So, so we get to add someone? That's not true. Mm -hmm. Is that 52 on defense? Oh, we're 55. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 55. Um, okay, so yeah, I'm glad you pulled up special teams, but no questions here. Framboni, it, or <laughs> Fraboni. Fraboni. <laughs> He's throwing M in there. Michael. Michael F. is the uh, Broncos long snapper. Michael F. The punter. His name Bradley the Dixon. Kicker. Brett Maher. So we're 55. Two players to eliminate. Ooh. We've pull got. Up, pull up the. Uh... Let's see where we're at. So I'm pretty sure they don't need to put Baron Browning on the on the roster. I'm pretty sure PUP, you just stay on PUP because he started on it, right? He started camp on it. No, only on game day you get an extra roster spot. Extra uniform. Is that how it goes? I think so. I'm, I'm looking it up. I think mm -hmm. you are right. Yeah. Because he started and he's been on PUP this entire time. So we're at... Actually, no, according to the Broncos' website, that's not the case, though. The Broncos said after cutting five guys yesterday, they're at 86. Because he is still on the roster. But you just get to stick on PUP. You don't have to ca cut him to 53. Okay. Yeah. So then... Uh, so we're at 54, if okay. Yaya counted right. <laughs> you Which trust that? Which is kind of the big caveat <laughs> with all this. No, I trust him. I'm sure he did great. Um, so you got to pick somebody to go. If we're doing this Sean Payton's way and the way he says he does it isn't by counting the number of guys on defense or offense or counting how many corners mm -hmm. or outside linebackers you have, we're just picking the best 53. So the way Sean would do it, at least the way he tells us he does it, is he'd just be cutting the two worst players on the team. The two least valuable players might be a better way to put it, which I think would be good news for Ben DiNucci yeah. just because if you are a quarterback and you can catch a snap – that's pretty damn valuable, even if you're the third guy. So we've got, what, nine offensive linemen? Four, six. Yep, we got nine offensive linemen. If we wanted to, we could trim one there. Wide receivers. We could and we're trim we're one. only one away, right? Two. Two away. So maybe one Wait, on offense, ooh, one on defense. I think one. One. Oh, you're right. Yeah. We're at 54. So I think Danucci, <laughs> you put him on practice squad, bring him up if you need him. Maybe that's an easy way to get to 53 and not have to worry about it. Do you think anyone's signing Ben DiNucci if you cut him? I personally, I don't. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't either. <laughs> I mean, we had, I know it was a joke, but Sean Payton, the head coach, joked about getting him a job at Walmart mm -hmm. if, uh, if he didn't make it through the offseason program. Ben has been better in practice than in the games, maybe, maybe about the same, but I don't think anyone's cutting their backup quarterback yeah. to bring him in. Mm -hmm. So. I told you guys I would cut him already. You want to do that now? I think so. I think that makes it easy. We can it does make clean it up the list and be out. <laughs> <laughs> well, boom. There we go. There's our 53-man prediction. And with a, and then you remember that they could, if they wanted, or they're going to have an extra roster spot the day after the cutdown. Right. Because they'll put K1. So they'll actually be at 52. It's true. So they get to add somebody back as well. Yep. Um, uh, no one. Baron Browning is PUP. Yeah, so you can put so in he parentheses. Why don't you put PUP next to Baron Browning, please? Because someone will count and be like, you have 54 players. They will. <laughs> and they'll say, yeah, yeah, I did it. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, let's uh, cool. wash our hands with this pod, and uh, <laughs> let's see if we nailed this. We'll find out tomorrow. Yep. More cuts expected today. Make sure to st stay tuned to the dnvr.com. Any of our Twitter feeds or dnvr underscore Broncos where we're going to keep you updated throughout the day. And tomorrow 
The Broncos have to set their roster by 53 or to 53 by 2 p.m. Then we're going to talk to Sean Payton and George Payton shortly after that. So we're probably going to be doing a later afternoon pod tomorrow. So make sure to stay tuned for that. Hit us with a thumbs up on your way out. Let us know if you like that Steve Levy interview, and we should do more of those. We really appreciate you rolling with us. Have a terrific start to your week. Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, 
a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.